Hello, listeners. My name is Imani Miles. And my name is Megan Nilo. I currently attend Northern Virginia Community College, and I'm getting my associate's degree in general science, but I'm pursuing a master's degree in neuroscience. And I'm a junior neuroscience undergraduate at the University of Maryland this year. In the next few years, I hope to continue my education for a PhD in neuroscience as well. Since both Megan and I are pursuing neuroscience degrees, and we had little knowledge on what neurodegenerative diseases are and how they affect the brain, we thought it would be interesting to do some research on our own. And throughout our research, we both discovered that what piqued our interest the most was how these diseases affected the structure and the function of the brain. Imani and I fell into a deep dive on different neurodegenerative diseases and theories that exist on how they progress and begin. And in this episode, we wanted to share what we learned about Alzheimer's disease. We actually found so much research that we're going to do two parts to this mini series of our findings on Alzheimer's disease. Okay, so before we jump into Alzheimer's, we wanted to talk a little bit more about what neurodegenerative diseases are. Throughout our research, we found many helpful websites from both the NIH and the CDC that are open to the public. Keep in mind that our research does not explain Alzheimer's in its entirety. And if you have any questions, please feel free to check out the websites published by the NIH and the CDC. Okay, let's start off with what a neurodegenerative disease is. According to the NIH, a neurodegenerative disease is a condition where your ner nervous system gradually declines over time, specifically the brain. Unfortunately, with neurodegenerative diseases, the effects that it has on the body, brain, and mind are irreversible and indefinite. Because these conditions are indefinite, the best path of medical treatment by doctors is to treat symptoms of these diseases and attempt to slow the development of these conditions as best as they can. I also read a lot about how neurodegenerative diseases attack things that most of us take for granted. This really struck me because things like balance, talking, memory, breathing, and even heart function are all things that can be impacted. The NIH talked about how these disorders degrade motor neurons, which have the important role of sending commands from the brain and spinal cord to muscles. Like Imani was saying, unfortunately, there's no cure for these diseases, but there are ways that we can slow their growth and impact on people's lives. Neurodegenerative diseases are hereditary and pass through generations in most cases. So it's also important to educate yourself and your loved ones on these diseases and their impacts. Yeah, and through looking into neurodegenerative diseases, we wanted to get a little bit more specific in our research since there's so many out there. Like we talked about earlier, in this episode, we will be focusing on Alzheimer's disease. And prior to beginning my research, I had a very li limited knowledge on Alzheimer's and how it affects a person. All I was aware of was that Alzheimer's has an effect on a person's memory and recognition. And from TV shows to movies like The Notebook, I was introduced to the very basics of how the disease can affect how someone functions. And something that I learned from the NIH is that Alzheimer's affects more than a person's memory. Alzheimer's also leads to the declining of thinking, the ability to learn and to make good decisions, and much more of which we will talk about later in this episode. Yeah, and like Imani said, Alzheimer's disease influences many parts of an individual's life. While the disease typically progresses slowly over many years, as the individual ages, prevalently over 65 years, there's no cure. Speaking of Alzheimer's disease, I thought it was really interesting that Alzheimer's is just one piece of the broader puzzle known as dementia. When I initially started looking into Alzheimer's, I thought that dementia and Alzheimer's were the same thing, and the NIH definitely proved me wrong. Yeah, that's very true, Megan, and you're definitely not alone in thinking that Alzheimer's and dementia are interchangeable. I also thought that they were the same thing prior to researching. 
and I can understand how people would use them interchangeably because while they aren't the same, they are related to one another. And the main difference between the two is that Alzheimer's is a disease, while dementia is a condition of the brain that includes memory loss, difficulty of thinking, and reasoning. Alzheimer's is a type of dementia, and from my experience, it is what is most commonly portrayed in TV shows, movies, and other types of media. And surprisingly enough, there are different types of dementia other than Alzheimer's that exist, but Alzheimer's is the most commonly diagnosed form of dementia. And that's a piece of information that actually surprised me the most when I was researching. I had no idea that different types of dementia even existed. And now I'm curious to research the other types of dementia that exist and to learn about the different types of dementia and how they differ and how they are similar. Alzheimer's is such a complex yet prevalent disease among older Americans. And there is a lot about the disease that is still being researched and theorized. Megan and I had a lot of questions of our own, and we're sure a lot of you guys out there have similar questions. So hopefully we can all learn something from this together. All right, so the first question that I had prior to my research was what causes Alzheimer's disease and what does it look like in the brain as the disease progresses? That's a really good question, Megan. And according to the NIH, there are a lot of theories that go into grave detail on how the diseases begin and progress. The theory that I read up on that makes the most sense to me involves two proteins that are thought to be responsible for the progression of Alzheimer's disease. The first is beta amyloid, a protein that forms into clumps that when built up enough, create a barrier between neurons in the brain. This barrier makes it hard for neurons to communicate and to pass information to others. The second protein is called tau, which abnormally accumulates and forms tangles inside of neurons. In a healthy brain, billions of neurons are interconnected and have the ability to easily communicate with one another through electrical charges. The accumulation of beta amyloid and tau in the brain inhibits neural communication and therefore becomes toxic for the brain's neural functioning. The interesting thing about beta amyloid and tau is that as the amount of beta amyloid increases between neurons, the accumulation of tau increases simultaneously, creating a positive feedback loop and furthering the progression of the disease. That's really interesting. I wonder if we looked at a brain with Alzheimer's, if there would be degraded neurons, like a lack of neurons, or if they would be there and just kind of be like mutated and disorganized. I think I'm leaning more towards believing that beta amyloid protein has the main cause of Alzheimer's, but I'm sure it can get super complex. I also found that the NIH, um, I also found from the NIH that people with Alzheimer's might have blood vessels that may not be pumping enough blood to the brain, which ultimately would impact brain function. These changes often initially occur without a person's knowledge and can occur months or even years before early signs of dementia start to show. Yeah, that's another very interesting theory to consider. And it was honestly really scary for me to hear about how the different changes occurring in the brain could take months or even years until they're known by the person affected. And that's something that definitely stood out to me in my research. The unknown of it is what feeds my curiosity. And Megan, maybe in the next episode, we can go into more detail about the risk factors of Alzheimer's and what to look out for. No, definitely. I'm, I educated myself a lot through even just skimming the surface of the research done on Alzheimer's. It's a grueling disease, so I think the more we can share about how it functions and the risk factors, the better. All right. Well, I believe that concludes our very first episode. Thank you all so much for joining us on our journey into the world of Alzheimer's disease. Yeah, it's been a pleasure discussing such an important topic. And remember, if you have any questions, please feel free to check out the NIH and CDC public websites.
That's right. And you can also connect with us through our social media accounts linked in our podcast channel. Thanks for listening. And we look forward to having you with us on our next episode of our podcast. Until then, take care and remember to stay curious about the world of neuroscience and neurology. Bye for now, everyone.